Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, it's Monday. Welcome. We're talking about Hebrews chapter 7. Yep. And I am realizing right now, I think I did, and I literally have written down on my paper, chapter 8. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, cool. yeah, <laughs> well, I, I this is hey, this is good because normally when you guys are talking about it at your dinner table, it's literally just like let's read this, sit down, and talk about it. So we will do that exactly that today. for sure. Let's see where we end up, Bobby. <laughs> well, I do know. So we've been talking about Hebrews though. So and the big theme is like Jesus is better. Jesus is like higher than the angels. Jesus is. Uh, better and higher, you know, than Moses. And so that the theme continues for sure yeah. in chapter seven. And then Take it away. chapter seven, we get to this mysterious character, Melchizedek, the high priest. Yeah. And if you want to know more about this Mr. Melchizedek, you need to go back to <laughs> Genesis 14. Yeah. And what it's referring to in this story is a time where Abraham came up to him, who was Melchizedek, the high priest, also known as the king of Salem. And Abraham worshipped him almost and gave him by like a tenth of his offerings. And I say worship in terms of recognizing you are superior than, than me. You're superior than me. Mm-hmm. And that's where it gets at in this conversation today's reading. Like there's a lesser and a greater and the lesser mm-hmm. is acknowledging the greater. And that's what's happening here. Now, what right. gets really interesting is the way that the writer of Hebrews discusses Melchizedek because people want to know, who is this guy? Who is he? Yeah. Is it Jesus, which is possible? Mm-hmm. Or is it like some kind of type or pre-configuration of like someone pointing towards Christ's coming? Right. We're not really sure. Because it talks about how he doesn't have a genealogy. Right. He's without mother and father in verse three. So who is mm. this? And what gets really cool when you look at this is the meanings of his name. So Salem is Jerusalem. That was the name okay. of Jerusalem before Jerusalem was Jerusalem. It was Salem. Mm. They added the Jeru to it. So Jerusalem. Mm. And then you look at the name, the King Melchizedek. Right. And the King of Salem mm-hmm. means the King of righteousness and the King of peace. Mm. So to take on those titles, yeah. to be given a tenth of an offering to be without mother and father, to be without genealogy, and then have Jesus right. Christ say, uh, he comes from your line. Yeah. That gets the wheels turning a little bit like, oh, yeah. okay, this is really special. Hmm. Well, and even then at the end of verse three, two, like the son of God, he remains a priest forever. And so that just talks about, again, like whether it's pointing toward Jesus or this is actually like a representation of yeah. Jesus, like that, that is true of the new kingdom that Jesus comes. It is not something that will have to be, re- it is forever. Yeah. Like it's not something you have to redo over and over. Which is hmm. where the Old Testament proved to not be complete because like the high, right. high priest you can talk about the high priest more? Like, like what did the high priest do in the Old Testament? Sure. Well, I mean, no one could go into like the Holy of Holies except yep. for these high priests, which were usually, um, what were they? Like lines of Aaron. Yep, Levi and, and Aaron, so, yeah. And they, when they went in, also they, I mean, Clark, jump in because I'm probably going to mess up, but I think they had to have a rope around their waist. Yep. So if they came in before the Lord to offer sacrifice um, for the people if they came in and were struck down by God, then, you know, they'd hear a thud. They would pull the body out. Yeah, the bells would jingle. Like, okay, drag them out, next one in. Right. Yeah, and the reason, it's not like God's looking to strike people down. They were given rules and steps to do to complete worship and to complete sacrifices intentionally because the presence of God was 
almost unrefined. It was so strong and mm, powerful. Yeah, more there than anyone can bear. Yeah. If they, you know, went out of line and touched something they weren't supposed to, right. boom, done deal. Right. And but going back to what you said a few moments ago is this mm. is a repetitive cycle. Yeah. Every year the same sacrifices mm-hmm. and more sacrifices and more goats and more sheep and more bulls and more pigeons. And it's just this repetitive cycle of bloodshed and bloodshed and bloodshed. Right. And for what? Because that's what this author is getting at. He's like, that didn't guarantee you anything. It didn't perfect anything. It didn't solve anything. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm, temporarily mm-hmm. made you presentable to God and you couldn't right. even go before God. The high priest had to go for you mm-hmm. or the leader of Israel at that time. Right. So as you keep scrolling through this, you get to like verse 11. Right. I'm just reading that now. If perfection could have been attained through the Levitical priesthood, um, why would there still be a need for another priest to come? One from the order of Melchizedek, not from the order of Aaron. And so that's ex- literally exactly what he's saying. Like why, if that, that was enough, if that was working, then why would there need to be another covenant? Yeah. Because the truth is like Yahweh did that so he could be among the people so that yeah. there would be a way to relate to God that was safe yeah. so that they could as know him. As long as they obeyed. As long as it is, as long as, well, as long as they, because he gave them those things. Yeah. So again, it's out of God's kindness that they're even able to do any of this. Otherwise we wouldn't even know the living God. Yeah. And so out of his kindness, there was this way. And this is the way. <laughs> Mandalorian. <laughs> and now... Essentially, what the writer of Hebrews is saying is we know that way, though, was still not sufficient fully, or perfect. Exactly. Or, yeah. Fully giving us what God wanted to give us because there's this other way now, yeah. this new way, this better way, this higher and, way. And so the people who are receiving this letter mm-hmm. probably had a lot of questions going, like, well, time out. If I read the Old Testament, it needs to come from the line of Levi, exactly. from Aaron. Right. And if I look at Jesus' genealogy, he doesn't. It's and so not, the writer yeah. here is saying he comes from a better line. Yeah, right, and higher. Yes, Melchizedek yeah. guy. And I'm like, okay, well, who's that? Well, mm-hmm. he didn't have genealogies without parents. He's holy, all these mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. The king of Jerusalem, the king of righteousness, the king of peace. And now Jesus is the one who is the perfecter of the Old Testament, the fulfillment of the Old Testament, and the guarantor of all the Old Testament promises. Right. And that's continuing to be what they unpack. Mm-hmm. And so even Psalm 110, if you have a study Bible, maybe see if there's a footnote any, in, anywhere in there that cross-referencing other scripture. Mm. Um, mine doesn't have this, but I'm pretty sure it's Psalm 110. Where refers are you at? to okay. like, like in verse 11-ish. Okay. I'm pretty sure Psalm 110 refers to the fact that the Messiah is going to be a high priest that comes from a different line. Right there. Do you have a study Bible? Yeah, I do. What does it say? It is. It's it references Psalm 110. Yep. Okay. Psalm 110. There you go. <laughs> verse four. Sorry. Do you want me to go to Psalm 110? No, no, it's okay. Okay. So then I'm jumping down to verses 18 and 19. Yeah. Just to like more clearly see this transition that's just occurred. It says the former regulation, the Old Testament, is set aside because it was weak and useless, for the law made nothing perfect. And a better hope is now introduced by which we draw near to God. Yep. And it's not without an oath. So when you look at this, Jesus, through Jesus, by Jesus, in relationship to Jesus, you now have access to God, forgiveness of sins, Mm -hmm. and God himself is interceding for you Hmm. while he is the high priest, because that was the high priest's job, was to intercede for the people of God. And Hmm. now Jesus is the high priest, and he's unchanging. Right. He's unchanging, which means the pathway to salvation is unchanging and salvation itself is unchanging, Hmm. which is awesome because it seems like everything else today is changing. 
All the time. You read like, Always. hey, can- uh, coffee causes cancer. Coffee cures Alzheimer's. Drink one cup a day. Don't drink any cups. Drink eight cups a day. And you're like, <laughs> I like coffee. What am I supposed to do with this? And it seems like every Reader's Digest or any kind of news sure. Newsweek article or whatever magazine or news outlet you're reading, it's like if you look at it within the scope of time, it's a back and forth, back and forth. Right. And Jesus is not that. He's consistent. He is unchanging. Mm-hmm. He's the guarantor of all that is good and yeah. better. And that's what verse 22 says. Mm-hmm. Because of this oath, Jesus has become the guarantor of a better covenant. Hmm. Now, if you repent of your sins, you believe in Jesus and you truly follow him. Mm-hmm. No more sacrificing pigeons right. and goats and sheep, and etc. Now it's just you stand before God good, not because of what you've done, but because of what Jesus, the high priest, has done for right. you. And now he is interceding for you in this very moment and will intercede for you as his spirit's in you when judgment day comes. And, God, and right. the Father's going to say, you, Christian, are with me. Right. Let's go. And that is incredibly good news. Mm. That is good news. Yeah. <laughs> I like what you said. You were talking about him being the guarantee. And so I'm going to talk about verse 24 and on. But because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Hmm. Therefore, he's able to save completely those who come to God through him. Because he always lives to intercede for them. So you literally just said all this and how when we get to the end of the time, it'll be Jesus who speaks on our behalf. But I think like it's especially important to note the permanent priesthood and save completely because that's one of those things too, where whether we're looking at the Old Testament and continual like rituals that needed to be offered, or we're looking at today. Why I say today is because today, sometimes folks will do like the Jesus and kind of thing where it's like, okay, you know, well, yeah, accept Jesus and love him and, you know, know him, but also make sure that you do these things and you get your life like and, and clean up and do all this stuff the right way. Because otherwise, like, I don't know, once you get there, is that really going to be what it's like, like at the end? And, and literally Paul talks about that also all over the new Testament too. Like it's not legalism in Jesus. It's not Jesus and some kind of like mantra that we're going to say. It's not Jesus and some like extracurriculars or Jesus and like the proper expectations and meeting those. It's like, it's just Jesus forever and completely and always. And he's unchanging. And it's always, always, always. And so that's, that is this, the best, the best news. One of the other stories that comes to my mind, um, is the end of the gospel of Luke, I think it's chapter 22, as things are kind of reaching hmm. the tension, Okay, Jesus' death, he talks to Peter and he says, Peter, Satan has asked if he can sift you like wheat. He says, but I have prayed for you. I have interceded for you. Hmm. And essentially, like Peter has been spared because of Jesus' intercession. Hmm. And I just think about for all of us Christians, especially those who are fruitful and effective Christians. And when I say effective Christians, I mean those who are really making disciples, those who are really following Jesus, and those who are not on the sidelines. Satan's going to come after you. Yeah. And if you have Jesus, who is the high priest interceding for you, first and foremost, your soul is protected. But even after that, God's going to offer us blessing and coverage in other more ways than we realize, I think, yeah. that will allow oh, us sure. to continue to follow him. And it doesn't mean that life will be easy because Christians are being persecuted all over the place. But the kingdom of God is continuing to break in, and more people are becoming Christ followers. And I just celebrate that we have a high priest who's interceding for us yep. when we're continuing the mission of Jesus today. Yeah. So. 
Okay, you guys. Well, thanks so much for listening on your Monday. We are, we're blessed to be with you in the studio and we're going to be with you again on Wednesday. I'm trying to think, I don't think there's anything happening Monday today or this week. Nope. Just uh, went through that, you know, mind Rolodex. No, (laughs) don't have anything. And if there is, I'm sorry. Okay. God bless you today. We'll talk to you Wednesday. Bye-bye. Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.